Um, all right, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Crack Pit Podcast. And I'm delighted to have a very special guest with me today. The one, the only, the man carved from granite, Mr. Caesar <laughs> Smith. Caesar, welcome on the podcast today. Hey, mate, how are you? How you been, all right? I'm very, very good. Very, very good. It's been, we've been a while trying to tee up this Owlam podcast, but we're here doing it today. The two of us are very tired from a night's work. This is a Sunday morning after a Saturday, and both of us are quite yeah. wrecked, but I reckon we'll, we'll do the business today. Man, I've had, I've had two, two double shot coffees. I'm ready to rock and roll. Oh, man, you're going to be lit. You're going to be lit. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, I'll have you on the, the podcast today because as, as we spoke earlier on, I want people to know the origin story of Caesar. And that, yeah. that's, that's kind of where we'll start off this. Like, for people that does, don't know, like, maybe some of my Irish listeners, you're one of the main men of the Magic Men show over here in Australia. And Magic Men is a massive, massive company. Um, but I'm going to start off with one question because this is a question I get asked nearly fucking every night by most yeah. of the girls at the club. Is Caesar your real name? <laughs> yeah, it is actually. It is. It's actually my real name. So it's actually um, Caesar Smith. So it's Caesar Lawrence Smith. Yeah. But um, what I do is I do I do spell it a little bit different um, on my stage name. So my, my stage name is spelled C E A S E R. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's actually spelled C E A Z R. So yeah, that's oh. the, that's the only difference. So, and then um, I did have for a while on my Instagram. My name, my my middle name as my as my Instagram name. <clears throat> Sorry, so I can keep things a little bit discreet um, in the construction world uh, that I work in. Um, but yeah, it's uh, unfortunately it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't take long before people uh, realise what I do and, and what I am. And uh, I thought, you know what, everyone knows anyway. So I'm just going to put it back to my original uh, my original name. There's no use hiding it. And um, yeah, so it's. Uh, it's Caesar spelled C-E-A-S-E-R on stage. So that's the only difference. Perfect. So is that like, like, is there an Italian uh, twist? No, nah, so I've got, I've got European in my, I've got European um, in, in my blood. Um, yeah. And then I've also, obviously we've all got the, uh, the English blood in this as well. Um, but yeah, it's just the European origin, mate. Oh, very good. Well, man, they, for anyone that has asked me, there's your fucking yeah. answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll get asked that literally every single booking, private booking, everything is exactly the same thing. Is that your real name? Like it's yeah. like I feel like just getting a name badge and just 100%. putting it on my uh, on my uh, fireman suit and just you know yeah. <laughs> let everybody know this is how you spell it. Yeah, it's so funny. Like it, it, like literally, girls come up and like, that's not his real name. I'm like, as far as I know, it is. Now, can you please yeah. sit the fuck back down? <laughs> <laughs> holy hell holy hell well come here let's 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 get into the blood and guts of this caesar yeah when did this stripping career start for you um so it started i've been on and off um since i was like 18 so i've done like a lot of topless waitering and and stuff like that um you know i was walking uh i was walking through the the cross one day uh, King's Cross. I'm originally from Sydney. I'm a Sydney boy. Okay. Uh, I was working through King's Cross one day, and there was this um, young—I wouldn't say young gentleman, probably in his mid forties, um, very, very fit, athletic—walking um, through, and he 
he, he's out, he was actually following me. So and I felt like I was being stalked. Um, and then all of a sudden he stopped me at a set of lights in the cross. And he turned around and says, um, mate, I could make you an absolute bucket load of money um, with your rig. And uh, I kind of looked at him. I thought, oh, yeah, okay, mate, no worries. Yeah, I just kind of shrugged it off. And then we got to another set of lights and he was still following me. It was, it was like he was just trying to like scope me out and just, you know what I mean? Uh, and then he stopped me again. He goes, mate, I've got a business card. Can you please take it and please give me a call? Um, I'm dead set serious. I can make you um, a lot of money um, with, your, with your body. Uh, so I took his business card, um, thought nothing of it. Um, probably sat on my top drawer um, for about a week, socks and undies drawer for about a week, two weeks. And then, um, I don't know, all of a sudden I just thought to myself, you know, um, I, I looked at it and I thought, well, what have I got to lose? You know, I spoke to a few mates and they were giving me shit about it. And yeah, you know, why would you want to become a stripper for, you know? And, uh, you know, next thing you know, I, I gave this guy a call and um, next thing you know, a week later, I'm um, I'm starting to take my shirt off, <laughs> okay. and then and then here I am today, um, you know, still doing the same thing. So um, yeah, no, nah, it's uh, it's pretty good. So kind of eighteen when you started, and just for the audience, about eight, yeah, yeah. What age are you now, Caesar? <laughs> my stage age, right? Is I'm twenty one. <laughs> yes, right, but no one actually believes that. <laughs> I'm actually thirty eight. You're thirty eight. There you go. I'm 38, mate. 38 years young. Brilliant. Well, listen, I'm catching you. I, in March, I turned 38. I don't feel that bad then. Giddy up. You look younger than me, though. You, you reckon? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I would doubt that now. Fuck, I'm looking at, yeah. the, old, I'm looking at the screen. Like, oh, Jesus, I don't know. Hey, I, you, our, screen, our screens don't do us justice. 100%. 100%. <laughs> you know what was funny? Like, it's, like a few years ago, when I was probably up to about 35, when I would tell people I was 35, they would say, oh, Jesus, you don't look 35. You look way younger. It was funny. In the last two or three years, that stopped. So people, people ask your age, and they're like, oh, I'm 37. Oh, all right. And that's it. <laughs> then you'll say, I'm like, oh, fuck. How come that's a stop that dried up all of a sudden? <laughs> do you feel too, when you say your age, right? Do you feel like you don't want to say it? <laughs> like I get, I get not embarrassed, but I just like, oh, I don't tell people, you know, it's just one of those things. When I was, when I was 30, 31. Yeah. I was proud. You know, I'm 31. Cause I find that you're more mature and you know what, where you're going in life at 31. 18, you've got no idea. Yeah. Um, but when you hit 38 and you're like, oh, God, you know, I'm on the back end of everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I will I will say I don't mind. I say it with pride. A lot of times when I say my age, and because of the accent, especially with the fucking loud club and whatnot, especially like working for yeah. Magic Men, you'll say, I'll say, I'll say I'm 37. And they'll be like, oh, I can see, the, I can see people's eyes kind of kind of open up and they nod. And then they were like, yeah. I can't believe you're 27. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> 37, 37. They're like, then you should see them fucking have a full spaz attack. <laughs> yeah, like I, I couldn't give a flying finger as fuck. It is, it's cool. Like, you know, I feel the older I get, the wiser yeah. I get. But I was having this conversation with a mate of mine the, uh, just the other day. Uh, the more you learn, the more you fucking realize you don't know as well. It's like, it's this kind right. of like wicked feedback. When you're 18, you think you know everything. Even 21, I can tell you now, I'm 38 and I'm still learning. Mm. Like I'm, st I still feel like there's a lot to learn about life. Um, anyone out there that's 18 or 21 listening to this, I can tell you right now, I was in your shoe when I used to think I knew everything. 
I used to know everything, um, you know, but you actually really don't. You, you really haven't experienced the world and life yet. Um, and you really only learn, I reckon, once you kind of hit 30 because you're, at, you're, you're, you're matured. You want to learn at 30, 18, 21, 22, 23. You don't want to learn. When you go to school and you, and you want to go do a, um, an apprenticeship, you're there because you have to be there, not because you want to be there. You know what I mean? So there's a difference, you know? 100%. You're thinking about you're going to get something for doing the work because it's going to, uh, you know, you know, feed your hobbies or your interests. So it's like, it's kind of like chasing the money. But then as, yeah. like, as I get on, it's like, not really about the money anymore. It's about fucking feeling fulfilled in what you do. Like, yeah. like, I, like I used to, I was, I've ran a gym for 10 years up until the start of 2021 and I sold it because of lockdown. And, you know, I thought that was bringing me fulfillment. I thought, and it was, it was a hard thing to sell the gym. But now I've transitioned yeah. now to working online and I'm actually helping people in a whole new way. It's not about movement anymore. It's about fucking mindset, nutrition and sleep habits and all that. And that brings me way more fulfillment now because I actually see people get results. Yeah, you know? true, 100%. And, yeah. that, and that's what makes all the difference, all the difference. But yeah, fucking getting older is good. I'm not fucking... Yes. You know, and, and my sister, my sister's hilarious. Like she's living out here as well. She's two years younger than me, and she's a, she's a, she's a. I better be careful what I say. She's a, she's a wild thing. She's a wild thing. No matter how yeah. fucking mad I might be, she's just as mad. And she, every time she's at the phone, are you having a fucking midnight midlife crisis or something? Why are you fucking becoming a stripper at fucking thirty-seven? I was like, Sandra, again, it's my life. I'm living it my way. I'm fucking doing my thing. Don't you worry about me. She's like, what the fuck is happening? How are you going to think? I was like, don't you worry. Don't you worry. <laughs> She's a mad thing. Well, come here to me. Listen, so you started at uh, the age of 18. But um, yes. what, what, was, what were you doing before that? Well, so, like, what was Caesar like when he was in school before the age of 18? What were you up to then? Uh, mate, very, very quiet. I was a very, very quiet kid. Um, okay. You know what I mean? Um, I was a well-liked guy, um, but just, just very, very quiet. Um, you know, I played a little bit of footy in my days and, and stuff like that as well. Um, but, yeah, I... Um, yeah, it was just uh, very, very different to, to now. You know what I mean? Like very, very different to now. Yeah. And when you say quiet, like would you have had a big circle of friends or what was... What was... I'd, I'd, have a sh I'd have a small, close circle of friends. Okay. Um, you know, I was always one of those guys that limited my friends. Um, now I have an endless circle of friends. Uh, you know, I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've grown a lot um, since I was I was a lot younger. Yeah. Yeah. And when you were in school, did you like school? Did you when you were going through school? Mate, I did. Honestly, I did. I look back at now. I actually really, really enjoyed school. Um, you know, I was one of those guys that I got along with everybody. Um, you know, even you know my principal back in the days. Um, you know, if if I ever got into trouble, which was very, very not often, um, mate, I'd, I'd get away with it. I was one of those guys that I could get away with murder, literally, um, and just smile uh, and, uh, and get away with stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, – then, then again, I've got my brothers who are the total opposite to me at school. They used to uh, wag every single week and, and never turn up and, uh, you know, I mean, be down at the local shops. And, and I was more of the, the – I'm not going to say the nerd, but I was more of the guy that just um, – yeah, just always, I was always doing the right thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. butter wouldn't melt. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and you, you just said there, you have brothers. How many brothers do you have? How, how many siblings do you have? So I have three. I have three brothers and a sister. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. So I've got three brothers and a sister. My sister, uh, the sister I'm, I'm very close to, she's, um, she's actually currently dating um, a professional footy player. Actually, shouldn't say dating. She's got engaged to a professional footy player. So she's getting married very, very shortly. Uh, and she just had a little, little, baby, boy, little baby boy. So, yeah, yeah so I'm um, very close with her. And then I've got three other brothers that are um, very, very similar to me. Like we're one of those people that we used to go out and everyone used to get mixed up um, with uh, who we are. Uh, you know what I mean? And um, sometimes, you know, my brothers would take advantage or, you know, <laughs> of like thinking, you know, I'm Caesar and, you know, there's a girl coming over thinking it's me. That, you know, that would, uh, oh, right. <laughs> so you, you obviously didn't do too bad with the ladies even back when you were younger? Uh, mate, not, not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> not too bad. I had a little bit more time on my hands than I do now. I, I have no time for women. Uh, this day and age, unfortunately, having having two careers, it's been uh, it's extremely hard. Yeah, yeah. And 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 talking about that, you're like you, you burn the candle at fucking both ends. Like, like I, I'm I've only been with Magic Men now for just under two years, um, and I've like I follow your stories and whatnot. You are flat out at construction. Uh, no number. Let me let me let me start from the beginning. You have your stories. Four a.m. workouts. Yeah. Then quarter to four, quarter to four every morning. I get up to, to get, get up to train. Holy fuck! Then a full day's work. I, I, I you were site manager. You yeah, mean? so I'm a general foreman. So I'm a foreman for a, for a large construction company. Um, and uh, and yeah, like I, I literally, I'll put you through my day. So I get up yeah. every morning at quarter to four every morning. Um, I'll spend an hour and a bit training, uh, in the morning before work. Um. And then I'd start work at like 6.30 in the morning. I'd work a good 12-hour day um, at Hold on, Caesar. Now, can I get you to pause work. for a second? Because I'm just, I'm, it, the signal is breaking down. Can, can you hear me? Um, and then I'd get then be at rehearsals for Magic Ben. Stay in here, fine. Well, yeah, hold up, because yeah, it just broke down there. So for our listeners, I'm just going to get you to repeat. So I, where I heard you last Caesar was four. Th- uh, sorry, at six thirty, you go to work. Can you can you start from there again? Because the sound just went. Yeah. So from six thirty, um, I literally um, I, I start work uh, in construction, and then I usually do a twelve hour shift for the day, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, I'll get home roughly about seven o'clock at night. Um, if I'm not doing rehearsals from seven onwards with Magic Men, I'll uh, I'll be training uh, straight back into training for an hour and a half, and then I I um literally got an, a thirty minute window where I'm eating dinner, I'm showering and I'm I'm in bed asleep. So yeah, it's a very very long day and I, it's it's a six to seven day a week. So actually, majority of the time, the last uh, probably six months. Um, working in construction due to the co- due to pandemic, I've been doing seven day weeks. That's been that's been like that for seven days. Yeah. And then trying to juggle Magic Men on a uh, on a Friday night um, and a Saturday day and a Saturday night, and then you know you get home at three o'clock in the morning Sunday morning for Magic Men. Then I'm getting two hours sleep to start work uh, on a Sunday for uh, for uh, in construction. So it's. Uh, it's it's uh it's a it's a busy 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 lifestyle. Yeah. Fucking hell. That that is heck. That is man. I, like I didn't realize that you were that chock a block. Yeah, mate. There's no unfortunately. Um, 
there's no time, unfortunately, there's no real time for family and friends um, mm. in what I do. Um, but, you know, the thing is that everybody's pretty understanding. Um, like my family, I'll, I'll talk to my family. They're not from here. They're from Sydney. I'll talk to them um, on the phone when I can. Um, but my friends, they all understand. And I think that's why I'm so close with all the guys from Magic Men is because mm. that's the closest I can get to talk to guys and have a proper conversation um, you know, where I'm not actually working, you know, so, and that's why I get all wound up and excited. And, you know, when I see all you guys and I'm smiling, I'm happy because that's my social life. Mm. That's, that's my only chance to actually chat to everybody, you know, cause I'm just, I'm just so busy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably people listening and just heard what you've said there. And it's like, it is like you're, it's, it's almost like your life is career driven. Very, very, very career driven. Um, you know, I, I set myself goals every year. And to, to be fair, I've actually, every, every year I've set myself goals, whether it's financial goals um, or, you know, just personal goals, I've achieved them. Um, I've made, and I've made, I've made sure I have. Um, you know, like I have some pretty big goals um, this year where um, I'm literally throwing all the eggs in one basket this year. So all my developments um, or, um, you know, all all the things that I own, um, I'm throwing in the one basket and I'm, I'm going to take a big gamble and um, buy a big block of land and uh, build um, some apartments, um, some small apartments and, and uh, or townhouses on them, um, you know, and actually get another builder to build it for me. I just don't have the time and, you know, just a risk I'm going to take, um, you know, okay. I'm putting all my eggs in one basket and just hoping that it, um, it plays off in my, in my end. Well, good man. No doubt it will. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're, you're, because I've seen you make your goals for previous years on your stories and whatnot. And like, I, I, I'll assume you're not doing this just as a, uh, like a, an idea that's just came into your head. You've, you've it well planned out. You know what you're up to. I do. Yeah. I'm, I've always been well planned and that's probably, um, it's, you've got to take the good with the bad. Um, I'm probably, I, plan things to the T, um, you know, and I think that comes back to when I was younger, I used to, um, I used to work and build in construction in the army. Um, so um, yeah, I used to stay on the army barracks and, uh, and build in the army. And I just got that whole attitude of, you know, time management, you know, you're up at five, you are up at five. Um, you know what I mean? And it's kind of, I love that I love that etiquette and just the way they are. Mm. Uh, and it just, I just, I haven't changed myself since. And, you know, like literally every morning I get up, um, I will write my list of things I have to do that day. And it stays on my kitchen bench until everything on that list is done. Um, yeah. I'm just, it can be quite annoying <laughs> for some, but uh, yeah, I very much, um, very much spend a lot of my time um, being probably overprepared. Better to be over over prepared than underprepared, isn't that right? Yeah, correct. Do you know what I mean? Very, very so. I mean, like you know, you know what your show like. Like, if anyone has seen Caesar's performance, like, and especially your more recent performances where you're adding bits on, man, that's an elaborate setup. That you have backup dancers and everything. Now, you can't half arse that shit. And mate, you can't. There's there's so much, and the thing is too, like um. There is so much time and effort into that, into this new routine, um, you know. And again, like we we're, were talking, me and you beforehand. Full credit to my dancers, mate. Like, I, I honestly can easily say I might be in that centre stage on that podium, 
but I would be nothing without these guys. Um, you know, like they make my show just as much as I do. Um, the work and ethic that these guys put into my show to make me look good, um, you know, like it's I'm speechless. So, yeah, it's a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of effort into these guys, um, you know, and, and, I, and I give that back. So, like, I... Um, uh, not many, I'm not going to say not many, but majority of um, performers probably don't um, invest enough into their performances in such. So I, um, I, I pay for my boys' costumes. So I've got eight dancers. Um, I pay for every bit of their costumes. Um, I get all their costumes um, made to suit. Um, you know, like for instance, so each costume that I get made um, with their prints on it and stuff like that, Cost me uh, anywhere between two hundred fifty and three hundred fifty dollars per person, um, and then you do the you do the maths on that, um, you know, um, and and that's my that's me giving back to these guys, that's right. um, you know you know what I mean, um, and uh, and and this is ongoing too, so this is not so I'm I'm gonna, I'm, I'm nearly ready to pull out a new show, a, a Tarzan show coming out very soon, and the same thing, you know, I've got all these costumes already being made with these guys. Um, so that way, when uh, we hit the new stage with this new Tarzan routine, you know, I've got eight costumes for these guys, um, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, full credit to all these guys. They, my dancers need more credit, you know. Yeah. Well, girlies, if you come along to the or boys come along to the show, you know, if I get that, don't only make a beeline for Caesar, make a beeline for the, the boys that are dancing as well behind I them. I agree, 100%. <laughs> They're my wingmen. I've got eight wingmen, mate. And you're yeah. one of them too. <laughs> yeah, giddy up. <laughs> yeah, like it's an awesome show. Like it's it, like, and with the new stage and everything and Love Machine, if, if people haven't come along to a Magic Nin show yet, just coming along even just to see Caesar's show is an absolute performance. It, it's, I think, I don't know what people think. As I've, some of my friends have in, uh, invited them and to uh, like uh, the show, the Magic Men show. And I think they have yeah. an idea, oh, it's just male strippers. I don't want to see like male willies and this, that, and the other. But yeah. it, that's not what it is. It's literally Mate. a performance. It really is. It really honestly is. Um, and uh, that people don't realize the amount of time and effort. Like this, um, this new routine, honestly, has been six to eight months in the making. Mm. Um, it really honestly has. It's gone backwards and forwards with my choreographer. We have been in and out of um, rehearsals. I've lost count. Um, we've changed the music. We've changed the backdrop so many times. The suit. Um, we've gone back to the drawing board. We're like, ah, we've scrapped this. We don't like this. I, I'm not feeling it. It's not flowing. And then we're back to square one again. And, mate, th th no one understands the amount of effort going behind scenes um, with some of our performances. And and I'm hoping, like, and the good thing is, too, like, the, the other boys see it as well. And so many of the boys have put their hand up now ready for these backup dancers. Um, I can see over the next six months – um, a and there's a huge change in, in Magic Men now as it is um, compared to the last two, three years. But I can see over the next six months um, Magic Men taking it a whole new level. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot happening behind closed doors. Um, you know, so it's, it's going to be a really wild, very, very good journey. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to be part of it as well. It's, it's awesome just to see how it's evolving. And it's evolving very quickly. Even with COVID and restrictions and pandemic, this show is just going forward leaps and bounds. Mate, honestly, majority of other people have kind of laid down and just accepted it. 
um, you know, full credit to Carlos. Like this guy, man, honestly, like I don't care what anyone says, he is by far the hardest worker or owner of anything like that I've ever seen. Like he, um, he, he doesn't, he, he doesn't lay down and die. Like he, he will, he always finds ways to improve, not just magic men, but just his businesses, um, all his businesses, you know, like he'll, he'll find ways. He's always on the phone to all the, all of us, you know, and we always get like on the phone talking and trying to work out ways. How can we adjust to suit new COVID? How can we do this? And, you know, then we brought in, you know, um, internet stripping and we're from internet stripping to like just other things and you know like we've used COVID to build us because we that was that was our chance uh and i've used COVID to build my routine as well um you know i mean that's your that's your chance um so that way when we do come out of COVID, um we're very more well recognized than and no disrespect to any other stripping agency or company out there but we want to be number one. You know, I mean, we, we, we want to be there and we want everyone to see us when we come out of COVID. You know, we, and there's so much work being put into, being put into the boys. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> well, it shows. And the crowds that were, were so like pretty much booked out, packed out every fucking weekend. It, 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 what, what, whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. <laughs> it's crazy. Like uh, every week I keep saying the same thing to the boys. Last week was the best week. Last week was, it just gets bigger. It can't, how can it keep getting bigger? Yeah. Like the, the show last night, I, f- speechless. The, the, you couldn't, mate, I couldn't hear the beats to some of my music. You know what I mean? Like we're just kind of looking at each other going, shit, I mean, am I on the right beat here? So, Because I'm at the front of the line on that stage. I can't turn to the boys to see if I'm on beat or not. That's right. I just got to keep going. And they can kind of like look and, you know, and, and see by the guy next to him. But yeah, nah, it's, mate, honestly, it's... It's amazing. It really is. Yeah, it's awesome. But um, you mentioned something back then. I didn't know this about you. Were you in the army? No, so I wasn't directly in the army. I worked for the army. So I, I, I built for the army in, oh, okay. in the army. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just um, doing that when I was living uh, in Sydney. Oh. Um, you know what I mean? And we'd get up every morning, um, you know, at, at 5.30. And, you know, they're very strict with their timing. And I just loved, I just loved to think about that. Like, you know, um, and it just kind of rubbed off on me. Like, honestly, I was, I was very, very close to joining the army. Always wanted to kind of be in the army. Um, I wanted to either serve my country, whether it be in war or, um, you know, as a police officer or, or, or in, you know, fireman. When you know, you're kind of, you're kind of, the closest thing. I always wanted to be in the, in the service. You know yeah. what I mean. So, um, yeah. But no, it's been good. It's been it's been good. Yeah. And and so okay. So you got into building, and you know, um, all that. How did you get into building? Did you did you do serve an apprenticeship? Did you go? Did you study for what? Like what? How did you get into the building industry? Sorry, construction industry. Construction. So two thousand, uh, I started my apprenticeship. I think it was two no two thousand and one. I started my apprenticeship. Um, I got picked up by um, one of the largest construction companies in Australia. So I got, I've kind of, I've kind of always been very, very lucky. So things kind of fall into my lap. Um, I worked for one of the largest construction companies in Australia um, at the time. So we we're building, you know, uh, hundred million plus projects. Um, you know, we would be on that project for two or three years at a time. Uh, and I started uh, started that, and I was I was with them for a good uh, 10, 12 years. Uh, and then went from literally apprentice straight to a foreman, like just like that. 
um, you know, within within my fourth year of apprenticeship, I was uh, I was already um, literally running um, projects um, mm. for for this um, for this company, uh, and then mate just stuck with it since. I'm st- and here I am today, 20, 20 years later, still in construction. Well, actually, in my last week of construction. Yeah, yeah you, so. you put up a post there on your Instagram during the week. You've handed in your resignation. I have, mate. So it's um. I, I love this industry. This is I, I, I was torn. So I've, I always love everything I do. I won't do something if I don't enjoy it. Um, I love the construction industry. I love the hours. Um, I love the stress. Uh, I, I love everything about it. Um, but it just come to a point where um, I did start to f- I feel a little bit stale. Uh, and I, I was, um, you know, I was, I'll be very honest here, I was struggling to be, uh, you know, in construction and being um, magic men. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just thought, you know, I've got only a few years left of me. Um, why not, uh, I spoke to Carlos, why not, um, you know, have a crack and, uh, and see what, um, what I can do and, and assist with magic men um, over the next 12 months and uh, enjoy my life a bit more, have a balanced lifestyle, see my friends, go out for coffee, fly home to see my family, um, you know, just spend the next 12 months really, really enjoying my lifestyle and my life. Um, it's something I haven't done for, it's, it's something I haven't done for, for 20 years. You know, um, I've just worked, worked, worked. I'm a workaholic. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. So this will be my last week in construction over 20 years. And, and um, I'm shedding a tear because I, I, I mm. love the industry and I loved all the boys around me. And I've got a family um, yeah. in, in this industry as well. But I, I'm so, so looking forward um, to uh, what lies ahead o- over the next 12 months as well. Oh, good on you. Fucking, it, it, takes, it takes balls to fucking uh, take a leap of faith like that because, you know, you're, you, 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 it's something that you're really good at. And, I'm, of course, most people will see you know, construction as a secure job and, you know, it's what, it's what society should say to you. And then people will probably say, yeah. so he's leaving a secure job and he's going to be a stripper full time at, at, the, <laughs> at the age he is. But again, you like you, you've, you've other things in the pipeline. You're, you're going to get built. You're, you have a plot of land organized. You're going to be building on that. That's yeah. some, that's something that you is going to also, you know, keep your, your future, future lit up. But obviously you've, you've made this decision to move into the, like what you enjoy also the stripping. Yeah. So there's there's something there for you that gives you a, a huge amount of fulfillment, right? It does, mate. It does, and satisfaction as well. I mean, um, mm. I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I do have investments on the side, so I don't. I'm not necessarily like not gonna have um, an income. I do have um, a few investments on the side, um, so I'm I'm quite lucky that in that extent. It's not like I'm kind of thrown everything away and just mm. and doing that. So I'm I am quite lucky. I did work hard for that. Um, but yeah, I can just see, I can just, I just really want to, um, I really want to expand the industry as well. So I know I am with Magic Men uh, and I'm very, very proud to be with Magic Men. Um, but at the same time too, um, I actually really, really support the industry. I mean, the, we, we get this industry out there to everybody and make this industry um, well, better known. All it does is it helps us as well. Um, you know what I mean? Like the whole idea of me also coming on full time, um, you know, with Magic Men is I want to invest into the the new up-and-coming guys. They're the, they're the future of this industry. Um, they're the future of Magic Men. 
Um, you know, like I want to, I want to be able to um, help these new young guys coming through. Um, you know, with their um, with their um, privates and, and stuff like that with you know with their stage shows and and things like i really want to invest a lot of time in into helping these guys as well um so and i get satisfaction out of that as well you know like it's yeah. i really do you know well i think uh everyone doesn't matter who <clears> they <throat> are like um, what, what what do you class like as the, the, the industry you know would you say it's the sex industry would you say it's the adult industry how do you class this industry we're in it's a mate. It's a very, very good question. Uh, it's a bit of both, but I, um, I honestly believe I think over the next twelve months, Magic Man is going to push more into the entertainment industry. I really okay. do. Um, I think. Um, I think we're trying to. Um, as as far as I was talking to Carlos, we want to try and make this into a production. Um, you know, I mean, we want to. We want to try and go that way a little bit. Um, you know, like. Carlos has done an amazing job, job um, and, and his background people as well um, behind closed doors, organising, you know, entertainment venues, um, you know, stadiums that we've got coming up. So, you know, you, you can't just strip and do a 15-minute solo on a stage uh, in front of three or 4,000 uh, women. It, it, it doesn't work, you know. Like, you've got to turn it into a production. And, and, and that was the whole idea of him bringing these um, professional dancers on board, um, you know what I mean? Like bringing these guys on tours, um, in, in amalgamating them into our routines. Like, and my routine, honestly, my routine is the guinea pig. So it's literally the guinea pig. Let's see if this works. Let's try this out. Let's get these boys in, throw them into my routine, uh, and let's see if it works. And if it goes from there, and it works, um, you know, we'll, we'll bring on, bring in all the other performers and um, and work with them as well. Um, but yeah, so it's, I'd say more more pushing into the entertainment industry. Yeah, yeah. But it was borderline the sex industry. It is because there, I mean, with your, so there's two types. You get, you've got your private booking. So I'm going to say that's definitely more into the, the, the sex adult, definitely sex adult industry. That's, that's very, very different. That's more intimate um, and stuff like that. Your stage performance is more of an entertainment, you know, it's quite different. Yeah. And I think no matter um, who you are, out there that might be listening to this like and some people i know definitely turn up their nose to people that work in this industry and to the entire industry as as it's as a whole but i think in some way shape or form everyone has had a part of it in their life in some way shape or form whether you've been to a books party a hens party where there's been a stripper hired there where whether you've gone to a strip club whether you've gone to a, a, a brothel like it, it it's everywhere it's everywhere and it, it doesn't matter who you are this industry the sex industry the adult industry has been yeah. part of your life at some stage yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're 100% right it's um 100% right there um the only the unfortunate thing is we are so heavily judged in what we do you know what I mean? We always are. And we accept that too. We know that, you know, like we understand that. And, and that's why a lot of us, a lot of the guys apart from me do have stage names uh, and, you know, that are different to their personal name is because they need to separate that because we are so heavily judged. Like I really probably, I don't like using the word stripper and, and I, I try and stay clear of using that word. I prefer to use the word like performer or, you know, male, male, male entertainer. Um, it just sounds a little bit more classy, a little bit more smooth. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's such a heavily judged industry. And even 
picking up women or, or going on dates and stuff like that. It's not a, it's not, um, it's not a subject you like to bring up on the first date because you know that you're going to be judged. It's a subject you bring up on the second or the third date, unless this person already knows who you are, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and speaking of that, just like re- relationships and stuff, like since we're talking about it, is it hard like to have a fucking relationship as, as a male entertainer? <laughs> like, mate, <clears throat> it is nearly impossible. It's, it, it, it doesn't matter what any woman says. Like, mate, you, you know, you, you've got so many opportunities if, if you want to grab it. But um, every woman out there will tell you they will not get jealous. They always never get jealous at the start, but then as soon as you adapt feelings and proper, proper emotions, it goes from not being jealous to setting rules. Okay, I don't really want you guys, girls to touch you at all um, on the legs or on the bum or something like that. And then it goes from that to, I don't want girls touching you at all to, oh, I can't handle this anymore. Or, you know, it, it always evolves that way. There's probably a very, very small small minute bunch of women uh, that who are dating some of the boys now that um grab those girls because uh they're very rare yeah, unicorns. Um, but yeah mate, where, honestly it's 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 actually it's in, it's impossible it's actually it's almost impossible and the thing is too you kind of don't want to have a relationship like we the whole room if yeah we go around and sleep with women everywhere it's not true it's, it doesn't happen it actually doesn't happen um again you've got your one or two guys um that do um but yeah it's just um it's just it's it's hard it's very very hard being in a relationship and you don't really want to be in a relationship because it does and it will um affect um you working for magic man at some point a lot of the guys have moved on then they come back and they only come back when they're single and, and then you know they're gone again when they've got a missus and they're back again when they're single um you know yeah yeah it's okay listen a friend of mine his name is alex and if he's listening to this i've 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 always said this and asked the same question back because we've done a previous podcast about this and it's just about relationships and stuff like that and for anyone getting into a relationship i think the most important thing is how do you define a relationship you know before and that it's tricky like you you need to be able to verbalize it and, and know yourself what you want out of a relationship and how you define. And then I think if you can define that, you can find that. 100%, 100%. And realis- realistically, it comes down to women accepting. And again, it's sad to say this, but accepting your job. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like it, it's weird how like, it comes down to working our, our yeah. job and what we do. Um, you know, and, um, and it's really, it's, it's to me the most important thing. And, and this is any advice I'll give to any entertainer or stripper out there is um, if you are looking for a relationship at some point, communication is the most important thing. Um, you know what I mean? Like you need to communicate with your partner. Um, you know, you need to let them know, um, for instance, invest, get, let them invest into your job as well. You know, if you've got 10, 12 bookings at night, call them in between a booking, ring them, ring them and just let them know, Hey baby, I still love you. You know, I just, I just might've finished a, a job, but uh, I love you. I'll be, I'll be home at three o'clock in the morning. Like you've got to do these things. You've got to, you need to make her feel extra special, especially when you are out uh, in a female dominant in- industry all day long, you need to make them feel extra special. You know, you've got to invest more time into them than you would, than a normal person would into their relationships. 
fucking I think that mate what you just said that, that's solid advice you don't even need to be a male entertainer or a stripper to, to listen to that advice and fucking use it yeah 100% yeah 100%. You know, mate like there's plenty of people out there going fuck I never messaged me missus at all <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so man, that, that, that advice should extend way beyond our industry, way beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking odd, man. Solid, solid. And, and so uh, like in this industry, how much money can one earn Caesar? Like, you know, is this, is this something I should fucking discard my fucking online business fucking forever, like jump fucking <laughs> like yourself and fucking be rolling in it. Like what is, what is the, what is the, the spondulics like? No, as they say, it, no money, sounds, no honey. <laughs> that's it. My, yeah. This is probably the most asked question. And mm. again, it depends on the, it depends on the person. Honestly, it does. It depends on, it depends on you. Um, like you, um, a good entertainer in Melbourne. So I can't really speak for Sydney or the rest of the world. Actually, I can because I've worked as a stripper overseas as well. But we'll talk about Australia, Melbourne first. Um, on a Saturday night, um, it would be a good night if you could make two. Uh, it would be a, a, a good night if you make around just two grand on a Saturday night. So oh, yes, yeah, so you make two grand on a Saturday night, uh, and then obviously you got other gigs happening on a Friday night. Um, and then, you know, you've got your, your tours on the, on the Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday as well. Um, you know, it'd be good to pull in quite a few grand. I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to spend too, too, too much, but put it this way. Um, uh, two grand on a, on a Saturday night would be nice. It's, 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 it's quite comfortable. It's, it should be very, very achievable. Um, especially, especially at Magic Men, um, in Melbourne, um, you know, like you look at our booking sheets every week, mate. They are, they are ridiculous. You know, like it's um, it's you, you're doing anywhere between ten to eighteen jobs um, in a night, and it varies. Um, if you get, it's, I couldn't remember the last time I had received under 10, 10 jobs um, on a Saturday night. Um, it'd be bare minimum ten. Yeah, so it's, it gets extremely, extremely busy. Um, then you've got overseas um, as well, which is probably where the money is a lot more. Like I, um, I lived and, and performed in, um, in Quebec, um, in Canada, um, Toronto, Vancouver, um, you know, uh, a few other countries and states as well. Um, and the money there is, it depends how hard you want to work. You know, you can pull um, anywhere between six and ten thousand dollars um in a week um if you wanted to um and yeah so uh, again that's the best that's the good guys um that's that's you know you're looking at the best the best guys there um but you you're selling your soul so it's it's very different over there it's a lot more um a lot more touch um it's more the sex industry so it's closer to the sex industry than what it is here um it's more respectable here in australia uh, overseas uh, and definitely in Canada and, and, and definitely in the US as well. Uh, it's a little bit more of a proper strip club. So I, I worked in strip clubs over there, performed in proper strip clubs where, um, you know, women could come and see us uh, six nights a week um, and men because it's, it's both, sorry, um, you know, six nights a week. Um, it, it's like going to men's gallery or kittens here in, in Melbourne. They actually have them, them over there for, for women. Really? Um, in this yeah. Which I don't understand why we do not have it here. I don't get why we don't have it here. Well, 
that's funny. Like I, I didn't, I didn't realize they had that over there. Um, because I've, I've, I've thought that myself. There, you, you just don't, you don't have to walk far to find a fucking rub and tug joint or a fucking brothel on right. the corner. And then that's you have right. King Street, which is like there's strip clubs or side by side for, and it's yeah. all catering majority for males. But it is unfortunately. Yeah, but where's the where's the equivalent for females? They need one. And you know what? Even if they, I don't know, like I've always thought, if you ever have a bit of a mixed one, you know what I mean? There's mm. nothing wrong with having a, you know, a, a club where there's, you know, there, it is a female club, but then have guys in there too. Because there, there are a lot of guys, there, there are a lot of gay guys that come to like, um, you know, female strip clubs like Men's Gallery and, and Kittens in Melbourne and stuff like that. Um, you know what I mean? Gay guys. And, and they want the attention too. So I'm surprised, I'm very surprised that they haven't opened that up to the, to, to that world as well. Um, you know what I mean? I've had friends, um, I have a lot of fe- uh, female, male, majority of my friends are actually female strippers. Um, you know, and I get phone calls all the time saying, hey, Caesar, I've got these um, gay guys because I do, I'm straight, but I do dance for, for both. Mm-hmm. Um, can you come in for, for you know, for, a, for some shows and, and stuff like that? But it's just, yeah, it's, they, they need to do, they really need to mm. open that world up as well for those people. Oh, Jesus. There's, there's a venture now for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy hell. Well, like we were talking earlier about the Caesar Smith show. Well, the Caesar Smith um, location, maybe. The C- <laughs> Caesar's Palace. Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> it's already been taken. It, stop it. Stop it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm telling you, you're, you're, you're onto something there. Like it is like I was, I would say, because me and um, Zach last night after the show, like we get a kebab yeah. and we fuck off, but we tip in every so often to the men's gallery so we did we went into the men's gallery last night and we got a lap dance or whatever but the girls are there till 7 a.m in the morning like yeah. i think what we do at for magic men it's very short it's very yeah. intense very yeah. intense like because it's 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 a lot of a lot of females in the one space and they're very amped up and there's a lot of I want to say it's testosterone in the room, but it's, it's not. It's estrogen. No, it's I'm, not. I'm sure that there's some of them with plenty of testosterone as well going through the roof. But it's like, it's, it's, it's hectic. Like, you know, the women get very handsy and grabby. And I've always said, like, if we, if guys were to do or attempt oh. to do some of the things oh. the girls do at our show, yeah. we would have been fucking bounced out the road Gone. fucking yeah. quickly. Like, you know, you will not get away with that. But it's like... Nah, you won't. They, women are so much worse when they come to the outside. I have, I have the utmost respect for female strippers because what they go through, I, I, I couldn't do it. And I don't think many guys do. We are mentally, mentally, it's a, it's a whole new level. Like what those poor women, um, and I shouldn't say poor because it's not, it's a, it's a choice and it's an industry. And, and a lot of them do love what they do. Like, again, there are two types of female strippers. You've got your normal strippers that, um, you know, that work. And then you've got your, your, um, your, your female strippers that do more the shows and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You know, you go to men's gallery and you see all the girls, you know, doing, um, doing all their shows. And um, you know, I know a lot of those girls on that stage and, and the effort they put into their stuff is just the same amount of effort we put into ours, but they do that every night mm. and then they're booked out and then they, and they sell themselves on stage performing and then they sell them, try and sell themselves for private dances afterwards. Like it's full respect to those women. Like, it's uh, it's it's a lot. It's mentally uh, a lot for them. Absolutely, like you know, like I work now uh, very one-on-one with people in my online coaching business, and you know, you have conversations with people, and you go deep with them, and 
that is draining. You know, it's like you yeah. need to recharge after that. And but you, when you're in a scenario like that, that's exactly what they're doing. But on a yeah. non-stop basis throughout yeah. the entire night, you know, fuck. If you don't, they take... deal with them all. They deal with drunk guys. No, all fuck. Fucking you deal with the drunk girls for two and a half hours for our show, and then, or three hours for our show, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, man. So I, 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 then, but it's yeah. even like when you do your private bookings, you know, you're in and out within 20 minutes. We only have to deal with them blind drunk for 20 minutes. That's right. You know, that's enough. Because let me tell you, oh, <laughs> some of them can be. There's no word. <laughs> what's what's the most memorable? Memorable, memorable. It could be memorable. What's the most memorable uh, story or memorable event you've been to that you're like, well, fuck me, Pink. That rocked my socks. I wouldn't even, I have so many. I have so many. I would actually love to write a book, honestly. Um, I've got Mm. so much, you know, goods and bads. I've had a lot of good memories. I've had some terrible things that have gone on, like bullying and stuff like that, like working um, for other, uh, working overseas. Um, you know, like from an Australian um, point of view, like for, for, for me being Australian, um, wherever you go, you stand out when you're working overseas and into all these clubs. Um, so, um, you know, like I used to turn up to these clubs and, you know, I used to put on the Australian accent. G'day, mate. How are you? You know, I don't speak like that here, but you, yeah. you put it on and next, you know, every woman in that club has all eyes on you. But uh, what that does, it creates... Uh, Creates a lot of enemies. So all the other boys that you know have been there for years working in this club, and you've just come from Australia and you come overseas to work in in Canada, and all of a sudden you've just taken the spotlight, um, mate. The bullying really kicks off. Like you know, like I used to um, sometimes go to go on stage and I'll have all my stuff set up, and the guys would like steal one shoe, and I'd go to go on stage. Can you imagine going on stage doing a performance and you've got one shoe on? Oh, for fuck's sake! You know, or or they would um, you know they'd spike your drink or um, you know, they they do stuff like that. So, you know, there, there was there's a lot of those as well. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, like they'll, they'll steal your, your G-string or you'd look for a part of your costume and, you know, they've gotten into your locker and they've taken something. Um, you know what I mean? Like there's, on my end, there was actually a lot, a lot of bullying. Um, I did get bullied a lot overseas, but I am quite a strong guy. And I think that's why when all, you see all these new guys at Magic Men come through on their first day, their first night, I, I have this little soft spot for the, for, for the new guys. I'm, I open them with warm arms. I'm up there. I'm hugging them. And I feel like, oh, I've only met this guy for one minute. And, I'm, yeah. and this guy's already all over me and chatting to me. And, and it's just the way I am because I I, I've been there, done that. I've, I've been through the darkness of, um, mm. <clears throat> of stripping and performing in regards to bullying. So I just want to make everybody feel welcome even on their first night. Um, you know, but then I've had, you know, a couple of weeks ago, this is probably uh, <laughs> probably something I won't forget. New Year's Eve, so uh, you know, um, uh, me and Francesco had to uh, we had to uh, do a performance uh, at a sex party on New Year's Eve. So in front of uh, you know, it's over four or five levels on New Year's Eve. Um, I think it was, <clears throat> I think it was like in total over a thousand over the over the four or five levels of over a thousand males. <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, male and females. Um, and mate, we were performing up on that stage, and and mate, people are having sex in front of us, watching us perform. So we, you know, we we would do our normal routine. So I'll do, I'll jump on stage, I'll do my 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 normal routine, and and you'd look in the corner there, and there's just, uh, you know, two people having sex, like eye contacting us, kind of getting off, 
watching us have um, perform and kind of having sex while performing and, you know, then they're walking around nude. So, you know, like, you, you know, there's a, a part of the routine where you jump off stage and you go into the crowd and you, you know, you, you, you feel the crowd and, you know what I mean? You, you give them a bit of a dance, stuff like that. Well, you try doing that when there's, you know, there's a wheel out and there's a, and there's a, there's a, a, a you know, a, a woman's <clears throat> yuha exposed in front of you. Uh, and, you know, like, you don't know where to touch. You don't know what to do mm. because they're nude. It's not like yeah. you're going up to a woman and you're just grabbing her and you're grabbing her clothes. It's different. But when you're grabbing a girl and you go grab her and you're grabbing her bum and she's got no pants on, it's, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> Holy it was, hell. <clears throat> it was an eye opener, mate. It was an eye opener. And it's, uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's something that's, that's, I've done a few of them, but, uh, and, and anyone out there listening, no, I did not get involved in any of the uh, the, the sexual side of things. I literally <laughs> grabbed my uh, gear as soon as I finished and literally ran out as quickly as I possibly could. <laughs> yeah, that was my next question. Did you stay for the night? <laughs> Mate, I couldn't have gotten out any quicker. I couldn't have got out any quicker. But uh, I know I'm not going to speak for Francesco. He can. Uh, he can... <laughs> I need to get him on next week. <laughs> I'll put, put it this way. He was there a lot longer than I was, so I couldn't have gone out there any quicker. But uh, yeah, he might have, he might have, he might have like left something on stage. Might have had to go back and grab it. Maybe oh, took a bit longer. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. He lost his belt last <laughs> night, so you know that 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 would make sense. Yeah, yeah. That's why he had to stay for longer. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so good, so good. So yeah, so you you've worked overseas. You you've you've been in the construction industry. Now you're 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 moving solely kind of into working for magic men what do you see now for yourself in the next five or ten years you, you want to obviously you want to give back to the the, the industry this male entertainment industry you want to see it flourish but what does that look like to you in five years mate i really want to like i do want to pull away from construction as much as i love construction like the door um as i said i put through my res resignation and um the beautiful thing is the company said the door's always open for you um but um i would really love to stay in this industry um you know until until i get to i need i need someone to tap me on the shoulder and say hey mate uh you've had enough it's your time now you know what i mean I'll, I'll, I'll need, otherwise you know i'd be 60 years age um, still, still on that dance floor, uh, you know, performing. But um, you know, I, I want to still be in the industry, some shape or form. Um, I'm not sure yet. Um, you know, that's the next 12 months is where I'm going to have my feels out and feel what I can do to give back to the industry or, or what I can create. Um, hopefully, it's with Magic Men. I absolutely love Magic Men. Um, yeah. You know, I, I can't see myself um, going anywhere else. So. Hopefully it's um, yeah with Magic Men and and seeing where it goes and you know hopefully I'm here and you know whether it's um, you know organising international tours and and becoming more on the on the on the tour side of things you know when my time's up and you know Carlos has his um you know his his Australian crew and then I, I ship overseas with uh, you know an international crew you know and then I look after and and an, an international crew for him um, or something like that so. Um, but this is something that me and him definitely said we're going to sit down and discuss it at some point um, in time for um, with a coffee and um, and see yeah. where things go. But as I said, the, the next twelve months is, and I, I mean this, it's it's going to be such a different Magic Men than what it was the last two or three years, um, and I'm very very excited and to see to see what's happening.
Perfect. Well, I, I'm, I'm just going to read between the lines there. And I know anyone that's listening to this from home, from back in Ireland, Caesar's pretty much said he's coming to Ireland. Mate, we are. I actually, I, we do, we, we, we do have a, a very, very strong UK-based um, fans, um, supporters, um, and and we will we will be doing a UK tour. Um, we will definitely be doing a um, a US tour, um, no doubt Sick. about that as well. Uh, and speaking with Will Parfit, um, you know, we've got South America on the cards as well, uh, and we've got a few other places. I, I can guarantee we'll be end up in in, in Argentina at some point. Um, more than likely, um, you know, all these where we where our fan bases are, we know we know who they are. Like, um, you know, I mean, Brazil, Brazil's and Brazil is we have such a huge um, following from Brazil. Like, mm-hmm. I look at my um, and, and Will said the same thing. <clears throat> I looked at my um, my um, my my which countries, you know, you, you see where majority of your fan base is. Yeah. It's US number one, UK two, and it's Brazil number three. I never thought that. So, you know, oh, really? Australia's a little bit further chain on that. Um, for some reason, it's Magic Man Australia. But um, but what's his name is exactly the same thing. Um, 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 Will, Will was saying as well that uh, he um, majority of his fan base is actually from Brazil. Wow. Well, it's it's the tour and lifestyle. <clears throat> so that's that's what it is moving forward, isn't it? Yeah. These fans, yeah, these fans can't be left run dry. <laughs> you're gonna keep them wet can only imagine when we finally get over there you know wow. <laughs> yeah well that yeah well listen it's this company is known worldwide I, I remember when i started with you guys and i would put stuff up in my stories and people from home would be like like it was for will because he was quite popular on tiktok and said like, oh that's the tiktok guy um, and people are like oh you working with these guys now jesus how did you get in with them all that sort of stuff i'm like i didn't even know yeah. people knew about this at home because i like i only found out of it recently like recently myself i knew it was there and it was my own kind of story getting into it was i, I, I ended up or ended a relationship and I was like, fuck, I didn't want to be chasing tail. So I was like, fuck, this will be, you know, a good fit for me. And the girl I was going out with at that before that I broke up with had experience in the industry and had said to me a few times, yeah. maybe you should give topless waiter a go. You'd be good at it. So after we broke up, I was like, well, do you know what? I'll take her advice. <laughs> yeah. And here you are. Now you went from topless waitering to, you know, managing, uh, literally managing the night, man. Like, and, and, yeah. and so quickly as well. That's so, right. So quickly. Um, and may I say, mate, like I, I you, you actually, we, we were talking about this the other day. So you have changed, helped change, um, you know, Magic Men as well. Like, um, um, you know, ever since you actually came into that management role and, and full respect to you too, like we said it, you know, you manage gyms, mate. You know, you know what to expect. When, once you've managed something yourself, mm. um, you know, and, and you know how important things are, um, you know, like, we had prior to you, um, you and Nathan. We had um, more the people that manage it were more guys that just thrown in the thrown into it. They were topless waiters and just thrown into it. So they hadn't really had any management experience. Mm. And I mean, you saw the rants I used to put on some of our um, on on our group Absolutely. messages. We're like, I'm over this, guys. Every week, my costumes are getting lost. This is getting lost. There's no girl on stage where it should be. There's no this. There's no that. Um, you know, and and how much it's changed now is you've actually made our lives easier. Like last night, mate, how many times we were back and forth talking onto the phone to each other. You're mm. going to be running late. How's, how's your time going? Do I need to sort out your private at Love Mac? 
like it's it's amazing like you know and as, as i said it's like a relationship communication is the key and if you're communicating with all your boys um and the thing is too like i used to turn up to to magic uh to uh love machine and be so stressed because i'm thinking fuck nothing's going to be in place now i turn up and i'm relieved because i know i know you've got you you and nath you you've, you've got it all sorted you've got it all down packed you know what i mean and we don't have to worry about anything about Jumping on that stage and performing, we don't have to worry about what girls need to be choosed, um, you know, chosen, um, you know, like where the chair is, where all our our props go, um, you know, keep the center of the stage open so we can walk down the center of the stage. Like, mate, it's 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 changed so much. Yeah. So a big thank you to you guys. You guys don't get enough credit. So all the guys behind the scenes, um, you guys don't get enough credit. Yeah. Oh well, Caesar, I appreciate that. Thanks for the kind words. Like you know, it's um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I like. I, to be honest, I, I like the chaos of it all. But it's not actually chaos. It's just it's an event, and it's an event it is, that man. needs to be managed. And you know, that it's a lot of what I used to do running the gym. Just organize events for the gym and trips away and whatnot. So now that I don't have the gym, I have this thing at the weekend I get to do that really yeah. ticks off a box for me. That you know, I didn't realize. I actually missed so much. So yeah, well, yeah. I'm delighted I'm doing an all right job. <laughs> you are, mate. You're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> giddy up, giddy up. Well, listen, Caesar, we've chatted for over an hour now. And I'm I think we've have we that long. Yeah, I think we've had a fair amount. We could be on this all day. <laughs> mate, 100%. 100%. It's, it's always good. We'll have, to do another one. We'll, have to do a part two. we'll have to do a part two one week, mate. Absolutely. And um, I need to get Francesco on because I want to find out what happened oh. after. <laughs> get him get him on, mate. He's a character. He's an actual fucking character. He's, so He's uh, mate, me and him have grown so close lately as well. So uh, he's a good kid and uh, uh you know he's a I, he's like my younger brother you know he needs yeah, he's yeah. a good kid he's got a good head on him uh, he means well very loyal friend he, you know if you're his mate he'll, uh, he'll back you any day of the week whether you're right or wrong you know he's a good kid yeah yeah no i like i've i've, I've met him now a couple of like i met him very early on when i started and just it just he's a he's a he's a header and that's in, in an, that's an Irish way of saying he's a good cunt, but he's fucking he's a loose cannon. And he had like, loose I, is an understatement. Yeah, and I've never seen his on stage performance until last yeah. night. Holy fuck! And he was the, one of the first guys. <laughs> Holy fuck! Like, like girls, <laughs> if you want to be entertained and laugh your arse off. This yeah. lad, you have to hire him for your private or you have to see him on you stage. You do, mate. You do. And that's the thing. That's the beauty of Magic Men. It's so, it's so, every performance is so different. And, you know, there's not enough comedy in performances these days. There honestly isn't. And he's got it. You know what I mean? Like, he's got that comedy. Like, you need it. You need at least one guy that'll just make the entire crowd laugh. Absolutely. And that's all he does. You know, um, it was quite funny. Just before um, before Francesco was gone on, I spoke to Carlos and I said, "Because you know, Francesco does, likes being nude in the first minute." Yeah. <laughs> uh, I said, Mate, you know, um, you know, he's. Uh, uh, have you spoken to, to Francesco about his routine? You know, and he's like, "Yeah, I've asked him to dial it down a little bit." I said. Mate, you asking him to dial it down is just going to make things worse. Yeah, you know I mean, so <laughs> yeah, he just uh, he just does his own thing, and yeah, if you like seeing Willie, 
uh, come to the show because, you know, Francesco will, will have it out for probably 13 out of the 14 minutes he's on stage. That is a fact. Oh, man. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Well, listen, listen, Caesar. Um, we'll wrap it up at that for today. But come here to me. For anyone, yes. listen, half the world is following you and your followers and whatnot. So for the small few that mightn't be following you, how can they find you um, on socials and where can they come and see you and even book you? All right. Yeah, so um, my Instagram account is, and there's, there's a lot, so there's a lot of fake accounts going around at the moment. So just, let's just get this one right. So it's Caesar underscore Smith underscore. Um, and then just look at the one with the most following fan base um, and just click on that one. Um, or, you know, you go to our Magic Men website. If you go on there, you, 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 once you type in um, Magic Men uh, Australia, you'll, um, you'll definitely see me on that website as well. And um, you can book me. Uh, I do travel interstate as well. Um, uh, but yeah, so, um, but I do, when I am in to each state as well, just follow my storylines and you can book me when I'm in that state. Perfect. Hey, one, well, Caesar, this has been an awesome chat today and, um, Mate, definitely. and look forward to it's been amazing. seeing you next weekend on stage again. Mate, giddy up. <laughs> giddy up. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs>